0: Welcome into the Lion's Den. This is a podcast where I, your host, Brandon Ray, aim to shine light on any stories about music, bands, artists, venues, promoters, booking agencies, and more each week. I hope to build a closer community with the music scene. With where it was and where it is now, in order to help bolster and strengthen the scene for the future. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This week's guest is the legendary Alex Hayden. For those of you that aren't familiar with Alex, he's been pretty heavily involved in the scene in the past, from bands like Discord of Thought and My Amaranth to Controlling Evolution. He's definitely a force to be reckoned with. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did having it
1: hey hey what up dude can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you all right cool um hold on just a second all right
1: turn on my camera here so you can see my ugly ass
0: <laughs> so how you been see, man all right
1: cool good man can you can you see and hear me all right
0: yeah 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 it's all, all right, good tight. Um,
1: Let me uh, turn these fans off, because I think they're creating a little noise here. All right, there we go. Yeah, dude, I've been
0: good, man. How are you? Been doing all right. Been doing all right. Uh, Just um, keeping myself busy. I've been planning on doing this podcast for like a year, and finally decided to just do it. So, (laughs) yeah. So, between that and streaming on Twitch, yeah, just keeping myself busy, and then my snoring dog that's over there in the corner of the room that you can't see.
1: Nice. Yeah, my, uh, my dog is also snoring right now, but he's in a different room, so you won't hear him. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, luckily uh, this this pop filter's pretty good, so, like, can't pick her up, up from over there. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah, so, welcome into the Lion's Den. Um, you know, it's not you know, really reminiscing about the venue, it's really reminiscing about the music scene in general i just used the the name because it just kind of like it's like you know what like i'm tied to that that's one of my ties you know one of my many ties to the music scene so that's part of why it's you know in the title of the podcast so and it's kind of like me sharing my thoughts on the scene and then picking other people's brains about their involvement in the scene as well uh, whether it's past or, or present Or future plans uh, stuff like that so so i know at least three projects that you've been involved in back in like 2006 or something like that i had a buddy that came to my house i was still in high school at the time he just came over there and he brought this demo over and i was like what's that and he's like oh it's this local band called discord of thought i was like okay and he played it and i was like this is really good i was like "Where, where can we see them, he's like, I don't know. Heard they got banned from playing our high school.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I heard. Yeah.
0: I heard that whole story, but that's that's a whole other thing that I'm sure many people probably know about if they know about the band. But if you know, <laughs> if you, know you know. If yeah. you don't, well, I'm sure somebody will tell it. I don't know, but anyways, yeah. So I've kind of kept up with you for a while, and then like. You ended up in, uh, we ended up in, you know, a music theory class together at Cleveland State. And then uh, you were in, uh, before then, you were in My Amaranth.
1: That was was like after Discord of Thought, like a couple years. But we had uh, a lot of the same members, you know, just a few new pieces. Right,
0: Right, yeah, because Barrett wasn't in Discord of Thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew Splinter and Lee were in it, in Discord. And then, you know, years later, you ended up, still going with Barrett, but not with Lee or Splinter, but with, with someone else and making controlling evolution. But let's go a little bit further back than that. This is something that a kind of little tip that I took from Shane Told from Silverstein from his Lead Singer Syndrome podcast, which I thoroughly enjoy. What kind of got you inspired to really do music really, like was it your family musical? Like were or, or was it just you or also, did you have any local and or, you know, non-local bands or artists that inspired you?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, I wouldn't say I come from like a uh, a musical family necessarily, but I definitely have some musicians. And um, the way I kind of got first introduced to music at a young age was from both of my grandmothers because they both kinda came up in the church, you know, and they both played piano and sang and stuff like that. Um, but what really got me like wanting to do it, was uh like in middle school my my cousin played guitar and he was like a couple years older than me and I kind of looked up to him and he was playing guitar and just shredded and I was like man this is like the coolest thing ever you know like that he can actually just touch something and just make stuff happen you know it was just really cool so so that kind of got me going and I started on guitar in middle school and then um into high school and kind of progressed I still play guitar a good bit but um I started getting really into some some for me was like heavier music so it was like you know like the new metal wave and some of the the light metal if you will but um but i fell in love with a right. couple bands like most people that know me love them um, know i love deftones you know and right. just hearing that different voice that he had and the way that he kind of crooned over the music but could still be brutal at the same time and the way he kind of wrote words like really inspired me to to kind of look into that kind of stuff and i was always drawn to poetry so kind of being able to my own poetry and just put it to some cool music and then you know just kind of throw it out there and see what people thought is was the initial kind of take off for me into that
0: right yeah yeah same here man same here except for for me my i think mine was uh lincoln park hybrid theory was that was my first introduction into heavier music that wasn't like you know 80s metal or 90s grunge, you know, it wasn't, like, Metallica, and it wasn't Pantera, it wasn't Nirvana. Like, I mean, I was into all that stuff, but what got me into heavier music was definitely, like, stuff like Linkin Park, and then it progressed later on down the line into stuff like influences uh, that I know were some of your influences, like, Hope's Fall, Under Oath, you know, Silver Seam Emery, you know, the whole, like, that whole, like early 2000s like for you know lack of better words but they even use these words now too like the big screamo boom of the early 2000s like oh. the 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 myspace days you know like that's uh that's what got me into it and it sounds like uh that you ended up setting it along the similar path but just earlier
1: um kind of yeah so i uh yeah like as far as like what got me into like i guess what you consider like heavier music it was it wasn't actually like deftones or any of that at first that was kind of a later discovery like in high school for me but it was actually a lincoln park and papa roach that like was the first time i heard like singing with screaming and distorted guitars and like i really liked it you know like outside of like you know some metallica songs or whatever from back in the day but but yeah that's what kind of got me started and then like to be honest i was actually kind of uh, abrasive towards the um, core and like really like metal, metal sounds at first because like most uh idiots i was like well this just kind of sounds like a bunch of noise <laughs> and then uh right but then i ended up getting into um into discord of thought Winter and then they were showing me like a bunch of stuff in the scene it was just sounds i'd never heard and um norma Jean's first album is what just like that's what kind of looked in my head i was like oh man like you can you can be brutal but still like paint a story for pick for people when they listen to your music you know so so that's what kind of right. got me into like the really like heavier music for me and then it was just it was a deep dive into it after that
0: yeah same here man so, um, so yeah, so that that's what got you in, into that. And then I know other influences were probably, especially for like my Amaranth and stuff, were probably like Verne. I know Lee was super huge in that. Me and him had a lot of conversations about that back in the day. But anyways, aside from those influences and everything, like starting with Discord of Thought and going forward, like what was like how much of your life bled into the music, or were you just simply mostly writing just stories or both.
2: Stage, not
1: yeah, so it's kind of a mixture. I would say that starting with this chord and then kind of going into my omrah it was much more uh, being young you know, just having like your emotions being all crazy and out of whack and having a lot of angst or anxiety about things. You just want to talk about it through the music. So, so early on, I would say like my my life definitely bled into the music percent Like it was just all raw emotion. I didn't even like when, when I was this chord and stuff, like I didn't, I like, I kind of knew how to sing from like, you know, growing up and stuff. But like in terms of like screaming and stuff like that, I was, I was figuring it all out, you know, so it was it really was just a pouring out of emotion and the words matched that too. So it was just me just kind of just diving into it and just really putting everything I had into it as, as really just a release. And I think it was kind of like that for a lot of people, um, in, in the scene and in that age group, you know, it was, it was a way to get away from, from society and being kind of like in your own little thing, your own little bubble. Um, hey, it's outlet. But, exactly. Exactly. But, um, but as I got into my Amaranth, and then definitely later after that, when I was in controlling evolution, um, I mean, my personal life still bled into the music, but I, I naturally kind of always wrote um, cryptically, you know? So, like, it's the reason I like that is because it's easy for me, but I, I kind of like when people can hear a song or read lyrics and just come up with their own meaning for it. I think that's one of the coolest things about lyrics. Um, so, so certainly my, my personal life bled into it, but um, I got much more into, like, storytelling and controlling evolution. Um, our first full-length record was completely a concept album that just, just came out of my head, and I just kind of wrote about it so um so yeah i mean my my personal life was always very much involved and even when i was writing the concept there might be like certain lines or passages that maybe directly reflected my my life at that time but also played into the story that i was writing so so yeah it's i just don't see how you can be a musician and not have yourself be involved in it especially if you're the one writing the lyrics and stuff you know
0: definitely 100 percent. i'm the same way and especially like if you want, if you want the complete honest truth, the reason I started writing poetry, which eventually you know ended up being lyrics and the band, the one band that I was in, I never got back into the music scene. Unfortunately, I've had a few people tell me I should, and I think you should too as well. Even though you're in Wisconsin, like do something. You've you've got something, man. You do. But I remember what happened was uh, it was early high school. And my mom found my journal and I kept a journal for a long time from when I was a kid until like, until like high school where I would just write just everything that was going on in my life, like my personal life. And then my mom found it and was like asking me questions that I knew were directly linked to it. And I was like, motherfucker, she found it. She found the journal and now, okay, so how do I get around this? So I was like, you know, I really like being creative and I really want to create art in some fashion. And I like to sing. I'm not really good at singing right now, but I do like to write. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start writing everything really cryptically and just, just started writing poetry instead. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of like an embarrassing way of how that started for me. But yeah, I get the whole cryptic thing. And then of course, like, your life is going to bleed into the music. If you're really passionate about what you're doing, your life is going to bleed into whatever it is you're doing, whether it's painting or writing poetry or music or podcasting or anything that you do that you're passionate about. Like There's there's going to be a piece of you that's attached to that in some fashion. And if it's, if it's not there, if you're not in it, like, then what the fuck are you even doing?
1: music and that was when you're in like the music scene you know you you run into all kinds of people you meet all kinds of people you play with and see all these different kinds of bands and i think usually like even even at a local level you know like talent and, and style aside whether you like it or not i think it's usually pretty easy for most people to see like the people that are actually like really into it and are putting kind of their like you said their life or their emotion or their, their heart really into it versus the people that might be. Doing just because it's, it's fun for them or it's something to do. And that's, that's not to denigrate those people. But, but I think like for me personally, the music and the performances that I've enjoyed the most over the years are the people that you can tell really have a passion about it, you know, from whatever right. angle that passion is coming, you know, some people want to be or feel like the rock star, but they're passionate about it. So they put on a show, you know, some people want to put a lot of emotion or personal feeling into their, their writing and their performance because that's the release for them. And that's awesome too. But, um, but yeah, you got you got to put yourself into it, or else it's it's not going to seem real to to people, you know.
0: Right, people people can can spy fake shit. They can smell fake shit from like miles away. If you're not in it, like they know it. And every time I've seen, you, I never saw you in Discord, of thought, but I saw you in my Omronth, and I think I may have seen like a video of Controlling Evolution, because I never got to catch a show. There was always scheduling conflicts for some reason, to where I I never made one of those shows. But every time I saw you perform, I could tell you were 100% there, present with it, and you were in it. And I always, even at a young age, like, even when I didn't even know who who the hell you were, I just knew... Okay, so these are the members of this band, uh, because I looked you guys up on Myspace after that when I got that demo. And so I just kind of followed you and you were like this local like rock star to me like growing up. And uh (laughs) I know it's probably kinda funny to hear that, but like I was just super into everything you did, and I still am. I've gone back and, and listened to shit over and over again. That's why I asked you for those other two tracks for uh, I controlling evolution those, dude. my bad yeah man. oh no it's no, been a no, crazy couple
1: weeks i totally forgot about i, it. I will certainly I, get those to you though
0: I, I i know people have really busy lives so i'm i'm never like where the fuck is this like <laughs> <that's> <laughs> no, not I fully really intended to,
1: to send you those tracks i just it totally just slipped the mind you know old age and oh stuff, you know,
0: <laughs> right i get that <laughs> but, well um it is today right now as we're recording this on august 12th not sure exactly when this will be released It'll probably be within my first batch of episodes as I release. But today is your birthday, so happy birthday! I I did I was gonna tell you earlier, but I was like, but you know, what, I'm just gonna tell them on the podcast. I'm just, I'm just gonna wait. No, I, pre- so, I appreciate
1: that, and I, I appreciate what you just said before that too. You know, um, that's that's the thing that I always, especially early on, you know, like that's the thing I was kind of hung my hat on because, like I mentioned, like the early years for me through through Discord and like my Amaranth. I I was still very much trying to figure it out technically and trying to find my own, my own voice and stuff. But the one thing I always hung my hat on is like, whether I was recording a record or if I was playing a show or something, like I'm given a hundred percent, like, and that was kind of the, the, the MO for those bands, you know, was we may not be the best, but we're going to go hard as fuck. And people are going to know that we're feeling this and not everybody liked it. Not everyone's going to like what you do, but you know, we always got a pretty good response. And I think, or at least I hope, appreciated that we were willing to give ourselves whiplash and wild headbangs and stuff and just like, you know, screaming and singing my heart out and people going crazy, you know? It was, um, so we always tried to bring was just bring that energy and just that that vibe, you know?
0: Right, like it's, it's kind of, um, like you wonder sometimes, um, like when you hear a record or you hear an EP or, or something, like you're like, I wonder if this band goes this hard, and, you know, live. Like I wonder if they go if they go this hard or if they're or if they are harder than this. Like I just got to know. You're definitely one of those people that definitely goes either just as hard, if not harder, than you do on a record live. And then there's there's some. There's some bands that, like, you hear their record and it's one of those, there's those some of those bands that you're like, you just have to see them live to get it. I don't, I think you are an exception to that rule. Like, the projects you've been in, both are synonymous with being great. Like, it's not like the record sucks, but seeing them live is good, or the record is you know, you have to have a taste of them live first before you really start diving into the records. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do either or. Like, both you're going to get uh, in-your-face, this is this-who-we-fucking-are experience with whatever you're doing. And, yeah, 100% you're right. Like, you definitely do that.
1: Man, we didn't we didn't always have a hundred percent capacity of our, our energy, but even if we were only rocking at fifty percent, we were giving you fifty. We were giving you everything we had. Um, right.
0: Well, you're yeah. giving a hundred percent of what you had. So true.
1: So we're still giving a hundred percent regardless.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and and I don't want this to like sound like a you know me like giving you like a verbal hand job or anything. So, but like I just. I wanted to give you those compliments and things. Cause I, I don't think I ever really told you any of that stuff. Like uh, throughout the years of like rubbing shoulders with you and whatever capacity it was. And I just think that it's important because not everybody gets that kind of encouragement. And then maybe, you know, if not me, other people will encourage you to get back out there and do something, whether it's a solo project or whether it's finding another band and just going for it again you know, n- maybe not even for fame or to get signed or to make it as a musician, but just to put art back out there in the world. Again, I think more people need to hear what people like you have to say, and you're not the first one. And certainly won't be the last one that I'm going to say that to because you're just appreciate one of those. I still
1: appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's uh tumbling for somebody to tell you something like that. You know what I mean? Um, that's super cool, though.
0: Appreciate it. Oh yeah, definitely. No problem. Yeah. So, aside from that, what would you say out of all out of all your projects, out of everything that you've done, is the like what what song would you say is probably the the one that you hold nearest and dearest to you, like the like your prized possession that you've done?
1: Out of all the projects, song, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so um I, I I would have to say probably it was uh, Controlling Evolution, the last um, the last thing that we recorded, the song uh, The Habitual Transgressor. I would say that mm-hmm. that's probably because if anybody ever asked me like to show them one song that I I've recorded in the past vocally, then that's that's the one. Um, I'm that's definitely the one I'm most proud of for a myriad of reasons, you know. So yeah, I would I would definitely say that one.
0: Well, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what what would you why uh, why would you pick that one in particular? Like not um, not not disagreeing. Uh, it's definitely a great song. You can
1: disagree if you want. If you got a oh no, song, that's, that's great too. No, I, I like conversation. But um,
0: no, but, I'm not uh, disagreeing. But yeah, go on. Like elaborate.
1: So I would say I'm I'm most proud of that one because um, you know after month ended, I kinda had a spell there where I wasn't really doing much musically and then Barrett and Caleb just started jamming. And you know, if anyone listening to this podcast, like if if you know either one of them, you know that they're just phenomenal musicians. And um yeah. to to with them, I had to like really step my game up. You know what I mean? Like I really had to I really had to bring it um and and just be better. And I just feel like the habitual transgressor when I recorded that, it's probably the best I've ever recorded vocally. And um, I, that was like uh, for me personally, that was the song when I I fully realized like, all right, I am hanging with these dudes, you know, and they're, they're some of my best friends. But like musically, they were so above where I was when I first started with them. And then when I recorded that track, I was like, OK, this is I'm on the path, you know, I'm here. And um, but also that song, it's just the subject matter is very personal to me. Um, and I never, that was the one song out of, out of everything I've ever recorded. That's the only song that I never once actually practiced or tried to run through with the band. I wrote it, wrote the lyrics and the melodies and everything in my head and then recorded it like two weeks later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went in, it just, it just came out naturally. It felt good. You know, I, I didn't one take it or anything. Obviously you do multiple takes to get the best cuts and everything like that. But, um, it just felt super natural and, and I just feel like it's the best, it's it's probably the best sounding track we have in my opinion, just because it's, it's got a mixture of everything. It's got some heaviness to it. It's got, it's got a nice hook to it. It's got some singing. It's got some, it's got everything you would want from like, kind of like a heavier sounding band. I feel like, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Like there's a little piece for everybody. So yeah. Yeah. I would totally agree with you there on that. Now, if you don't mind me asking, like, you know, what happened with each of these bands that eventually led to them ending? Was it, uh was there, was there like just, you know, disagreements or, you know, people just getting caught up in their own lives and just couldn't do it anymore or like, and then also like what, or what led you to move up to the cheese capital of the the U.S.? Yeah. I
1: mean, with, with all those bands, honestly, there, there wasn't like, wasn't really one thing that like, there, there was no like acute situation where it was like, fuck you, man, this is done. Or I just can't do this anymore. Like there was, there was never anything like that. Um, f- there was different reasons for each band ending, but really they all come down to the same solo reason. And that is just that people start going their different ways. You know what I mean? Life, you, you especially when you're, when you're, you know, late teens to, to early twenties, you know, your, your life's changing at a rapid pace all the time. Oh And yeah. so it's, it's it's really hard to to maintain a lot of stuff just in life in general during that time frame. But but doing the band thing was difficult too, you know. So like early on, Discord of thought. If I had to chalk it up, I'd say we were young and dumb, didn't really know what we had. Uh, we definitely appreciated it. Like we didn't. I don't feel like any either, any of us um, took it for granted or anything like that. I think it was just more of a point where I think we need, either needed to like push really hard or just accepting it fizzling out. And I think that's kind of what happened and people kind of just went their own ways. Um, My Amaranth was pretty much the same thing, except we were older. So, you know, um, people were getting into serious relationships or getting into serious jobs and careers or looking to, and and it was hard to maintain the band during all that. And then um, Controlling Evolution was really the same thing. But at that point, we were all pretty much like in our mid-20s for the most part. Um, And it just people went through their own ways, you know. Um, I think controlling evolution was the one band out of all those that I think we positioned ourselves m- in the best manner professionally. Um, I just think that for where we wanted to actually push that project, it would have taken a lot of time, and some members like felt that they kind of maybe out on some life opportunities that were presenting themselves at that time. Right. so so yeah I mean it's, there was never any like there was like no bad blood situations there was no like weird thing that happened or anything with any of those it was just being older growing up and lives diverting you know what I mean
0: yeah definitely uh, I would definitely um, I would definitely you know get that as well um same thing happened with my band except for i was the one that was like you know i've got too much stuff i'm juggling in my life right now and uh and i know that barrett went on to you know play drums and everywhere to prophecy i don't know what caleb really did after that if he did anything or if he just like shreds you know just in a spare time or or what he does uh i know that you guys had um uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's Canadian. He was in your Scott. band for a bit. Scott. Scott. No. Uh, wasn't Wasn't he in that local band, Running Riot, for a while too? I want to say he might have been. I'm
1: not sure. Was, I, I know he was, had a band um, with um, Bubba guitar, band. Uh, guitarist, the guitarist for Fault Lines. He actually played in a band with him very early on. And Bubba played drums. Uh, um, but I honestly, their their name escapes me right now. But but I mean, Scott like. He he played with a lot of different people, so it's possible he was in that band amongst many other bands. Right. Time, so you
0: know? didn't he like move to Canada or something after that, or?
1: So he's he's originally from Newfoundland, and then that's so, I thought. Um, so shortly after uh, controlling evolution disbanded, he uh, he he moved back to Newfoundland, and he's been up there ever since, living life. But he's he's still playing music. Like he uh, he plays bass all the time. He's he's got gigs and stuff up there. So um, that's he's great. Definitely, he's definitely still. Doing
0: that's great. What about you? Do you, do you still write? Do you like, do you still have the want to put the art back out there or like, yeah. Anything 100%. like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you, once you're, once you're in an art and you know that you love it, it never leaves you, you know, I'm a firm believer in that. And um, yeah, I mean, I, as far as like uh, lyrics or poetry and stuff or vocal melodies and everything, like, I mean, I write all the time, you know, not, it's not like it's every day, But I usually, I usually will write at least one passage a week, you know, even if it's not like particular, um, theme or anything like that. I just, I I just write creatively, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's how I wrote my lyrics anyways. So, so I still do that all the time. Um, I don't have any projects right now. I would love to get into something. Um, but it's a lot harder uh, in your early to to mid thirties to, to really dedicate the time and to actually find people that can also dedicate the time to doing something like that versus your late teens, early twenties. So, um, right. so yeah, I don't have anything going on right now. Uh, nothing official, but I'm always looking to do a project and yeah, I'm always, I'm always tinkering, man. So never say never. I might, might have something come your way sooner than later. Hopefully we'll see
0: all right yeah well uh i look forward to to hearing about it If, if you do even though it won't be local to hear, it'll still be something from you and uh i think uh that's worth hearing and listening to so but um yeah you know other other avenues that you can look into even if it's just something that you're not doing like live shows with i think it's worth looking into like if Hell even if Caleb and Barrett aren't doing anything. I know Barrett like has always done like bar gigs and stuff like as well. Uh just for extra money and just to keep playing, you know. But, you know, you guys could always, you know, trade shit back and forth and uh track back and forth and you know, if you ever wanted to do that. I don't know if you've thought about doing that with any of the any of the people you've ever been in bands with or, or anybody that you ever wanted to collaborate with there are a lot more tools to do that now than there were 10 years ago. Um, like there's people yeah. in bands that, <laughs> that collaborate and put out music and they live, you know, miles and miles and miles and miles apart.
1: People in different countries that are technically in bands together and they just collaborate through the internet and, and technology and all that. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I know that's like, I know that's definitely a um, possibility. And anyone that I've worked with before, like I said, I have no bad blood with anybody. So it's like if right. somebody did want to do something or they like maybe they recorded something and they just want me to check it out or even jump on it or write to it. I'm always down for that because it's, it's always fun. You know what I mean? There's that, that kind of stuff, right. writing stuff and putting in working with other people to create something from nothing is like that was always one of the best parts of it. You know, that's that wasn't that was always fun. I, I, I never had a bad time doing that.
0: Yeah, like stuff like that is definitely possible now, and I think uh, that would be a cool thing to see as well. uh, For you to like collaborate. So, if anybody out there is looking for a feature or or just like wants to fucking write some shit, uh, Alex is available for it. So, but I think that's really all the questions I have for you at the moment. Is there anything that anything else that you'd like to? plug anything that you're doing right now even if it's not music that you want to really share or is that really about all that's going oh yeah what 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 the hell um caused the move to wisconsin we didn't get to that
1: well uh i guess some people may not know i'm actually originally from wisconsin hmm. i just moved down to tennessee when i was like a, a young kid i was like 10 years old oh, so okay. um so uh yeah like i just needed a change of scenery you know what I mean? I just, I needed a new challenge. And so I, I moved up here. Like my dad and most of my family are up here in the state. So, um, it was really just a change of scenery thing. And when I first moved up here, I didn't think I would stay here as long as I have, but, um, yeah, I have fallen into a kind of a, 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 nice life up here. Like it's, it's fun. It's cool. You know, like, um, I don't know. Those I mean, winters, not, man. the winters, man. The winters, are, the winters are brutal.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Iowa and, um, I have family there and,
1: I mean, I, I miss Tennessee a lot, you know what I mean? Cause like most of my good friends are down there and I mean, that's why I come back to visit all the time. Like, I mean, I'm usually coming back to visit once if not twice a year typically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's weird, man. But like, I don't know, like you said, it's, uh, I want to do some, some music or something. I can use technology to do that. Thankfully, technology is a great way to keep in touch with people. You know, I can FaceTime with people all the time and it's not the same as like them being right there, but it makes it a little easier these days. But, uh, but yeah, I miss it. But um, but yeah, that's, that's why I came up here, dude. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad decision so far. So
0: I'm glad wow. you're happy, man. Like it's good to hear that good things are still going on in your life and that you're enjoying it and that uh, you're getting to spend some quality time with family. I'm sure. And um, I've seen photos of you and your dog, so you're pretty much just you're similar to me in that fashion, where it's just you have your your dog companion and you just kind of like rock it. Rock, you know, rock what you're doing. And, um, Dream, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, it doesn't get much better. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, taking the time out of your, out of your birthday, your, and your busy schedule. I know that you have a busy life. Everybody does, especially around, you know, our age. I know I'm, you know, probably about two, three years younger than you. Uh, i my birthday is actually in, uh, two weeks. No, 12 days. So so yeah. My birthday's not mo not much further away, but I was born ninety, so I um I was right at the beginning of the nineties, you know. So uh
1: baby while I was a nineties kid, is that what you're saying? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I, I, I still um I still have memories from like when I was really, really young. It's it's fucking crazy. Like I remember shit from whenever I was like a year old, and, like, I thought those memories were just, like, dreams or shit that I had. And, like, I'd ask my mom about them, like, growing up. And she's like, no, no, that that actually happened. And I was like, well, fuck. Like, I can remember some detailed shit. And that's that's why I, like, I don't know. You are probably surprised that, like, I remembered as much as I did about everything. I mean, a lot of people are—that's what they'll say— Brandon Ray, detailed ass memory.
1: <laughs> well, and you also keep you, you keep things for a long time because you had my all my band's old music which I didn't have for years and now I've got it again.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, no problem. You know, it's funny. Between like me and Donnie Bryant, I don't know if you know Donnie. He was around the warehouse a lot. Uh, worked as a volunteer there a lot uh between him Wait, and yeah. i like i don't
1: know if he and i have formally like met or anything but i'm i'm aware of who he is yeah
0: yeah between him and i we have like the majority of the music of like the like greater chattanooga area scene we just like have it all cataloged <laughs> sick, so dude. like That's I, sick. so like you're not the first person i've sent you know that i've sent their shit to like you're probably like the third or fourth person that i'm like oh by the way here's your all your old music <laughs> like yeah. uh you don't have that how do you not have that you created it and i'm just like well regardless here it is i yeah, have it
1: It happens man but hey uh lee also wanted me to tell you what's up and thank you because he didn't have the old discord stuff either so i sent that his way and he was super happy to have
0: that stuff again just like i was so dude yeah yeah tell him i said what's up and uh and that uh, he's very welcome and but yeah again i appreciate it uh happy birthday again i hope you have some uh fun stuff planned whether it's staying in and just you know eating something good and just relaxing or it's going out and having a couple beers or whatever the hell it is you have planned uh, i hope it's I hope it suits you well today.
1: Bob is playing for uh for the rest of this, this week and weekend, so it'll be good times.
0: Oh yeah. Well good 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 deal, man. Well it's great catching up with you. We'll have to uh catch up some more again sometime, um whether it be in this format or just or just talking, you know, not even I mean that's basically what this podcast is, is a very conversational piece. It's not like a an AP interview that you're seeing transcribed you know, on the internet, like it's, it's natural conversation.
1: No, I enjoyed this, man. If you want to do it again, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to do it. So, uh,
0: thanks oh, for yeah. having
1: me. Um, don't have anything to plug, but I, I just wanted to say that cause I I'm sure people are going to watch this or listen to it or whatever. So just know if I came across you in the music scene while I was in it down there that I appreciate you. And I had an amazing time. I never play another live show again. It was one of the best periods of my life period. Um, just thanks to everyone that was a part of it,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree hundred percent. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. So there it is. My interview with Alex Hayden. What a hell of a guy definitely has done some good shit in music. And uh, if anybody needs him, as he said before, he is more than willing to jump on a track for anyone. So Anyways, um, we will play the song that he wanted to play at the very end of the show, The Habitual Transgressor by uh, Controlling Evolution. Hope you enjoy it, and you guys have a wonderful day, night, or whatever the hell it is that you listen to this. Peace.